Welcome to Grounded Sounds. We're talking about capitalism today. We are. Hello. Welcome to Grounded Sounds. I'm Jen. And I'm Abel. And it's lovely to be here. We have a really uh, cool show tonight. It's very uh, internal for our um, Grounded Sounds family. It's a big big family gathering tonight. It is. We're just sitting around. I like it. Having both of our beers and some Red Bulls. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) We are. We are interviewing our producer, Steven Tyler, because he has some awesome stuff coming up and we cannot wait to hear about it. And then I also have um, my sister and my husband in the studio today with our band Willoway. I'll be um, doing the Willoway interviewing. Yes. Uh, I mean, I said I could interview myself, but uh, Abel insisted no, I that... I will be the one asking the questions. He will be asking I have a little questions. bit of uh, history in interviewing people on you podcasts. You do. Actually, you're way better at it than me. Maybe you should help. <laughs> I mean, I guess, Stephen. <laughs> if I guess. need to be both a guest and a guest host. Sweet. You can. I you can. That. We'll have uh, Abel and Stephen as a host. You actually come up with informative questions what i'm just gonna do? pop off what's on the top of my head i don't know what i'm gonna do there's a big here. bottle of champagne in there i, I still don't know where that came bowl. from <laughs> <laughs> where did the champagne come? oh there's that other yeah, never mind. i know i don't think it's theirs really? because they haven't drank it oh like sh- their champagne rarely no, lives on yours. well we is could, that your champagne my champagne oh Oh, okay, we, it's it's our it's our. I was going to say podcast. we could drink it and find out whose it is really quick. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> who's mad fast. at us? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will save that for the Bubble Girls. All right, the Bubble Girls. That's their champagne. We will not steal it. <laughs> All right, segment one. We're going to talk to Steve. Let's talk to Steve. Steve, what's what's up? Tell us. Give us all what the scoop. Know? We wanted to have like exclusives. I want to scoop <laughs> well, what's going on. We in this space. We're on the Oklahoma Rock show this afternoon, so they <laughs> might have beat you to a punch. Well, we're recording it, <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't come out till tomorrow. So right. So maybe go. we could get this out before. So Good. I'll just repeat everything I said. Yeah. So Ryan, what we're doing? Oh wait, you're no. Right. Oh wait, right. yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, Ryan, Jen and April. Yeah, not nearly as attractive. I mean, man. yeah, I could. I would love to be Grace Gordon. I mean, she is. She came out firing. Like, amazing. Like, Ryan introduced her to us, and then he starts talking and all this stuff, and we're sitting over there, and then all of a sudden he kind of looks over at her, and then just bam, she comes out of the gate with this question, which was great, but it was effectively like, so what makes you think you can do this? Like, (laughs) it was worded way better than that, but it was. It was essentially like, who are you? And tell me your qualifications right now. (laughs) Yes. Like, she's she's my hero. (laughs) Yeah, like, we're going to drill you. Yeah. Steven, tell us about your big, for listeners who haven't heard or don't know or haven't read the article or listened to the rock show, tell us about what you're doing. So I'm taking over operations of the Tower Theater. Whoop, whoop. Personally. Uh, Personally with uh, my business partner, Chad Whitehead. Um, We obviously have been here in the Tower studio for quite a while um, and have a relationship with the owners of the building because they're my landlords and you generally try to have a good relationship with your landlords. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I got wind of kind of what was going on with the previous operators, um, it kind of just started as more of like, you know, Hey, I'm here and I have background in this whole situation. That's actually why I wanted to be in this building to begin with was it's a great building. And I know a lot about music venues and operations issues. I mean, my time at ACM is definitely, taught me that I spent eight years working at a university and I feel like I basically earned a doctorate in operating (laughs) music related, uh, institutions. Um, so I just kind of started with some casual conversations and then in the back of my head, I always like, even when I first walked in the building years ago, like I had this idea of like, 
man, it would be really great and really fun to operate this theater. But at the time I had no, like, no real ability to say that I could do that. Like I didn't have any sort of background or any sort of thing that outside of like ACM that really made me a viable candidate when, you know, a developer like this is looking at a building like this and their banks and everybody are looking and they're wanting these tenants with like prove that you can do all these crazy things that you're saying and show us the numbers and all that. Like wasn't a place I was at. So this time around, um, you know, it was started with some casual conversations and it kept evolving. And then I brought Chad in, um, cause he had some venue management experience and he also has, he has more of a, um, personal interest in music and had a much broader spectrum of understanding what was going on and with bands and stuff in the industry right now. And we just slowly put together this, basically this pitch, kept talking to him, kept talking to him. And slowly you could kind of get the sense that they were like starting to understand that, Oh wait, these guys might actually have what we need. And they pivot project, which is the owners of the property wanted going forward to be their previous experience. Like, the hardest part to them was not being able to intervene because in a tenant landlord relationship, their hands were tied. Sure. Tenant does what they do. Landlord does what they do. And so they were really interested in going forward with this, regardless of who the operator was of having more of a hand in it. Mm -hmm. And they didn't know how that was going to work because if operator C comes out of the wings, they might end up in the same situation they were before where it's just a tenant. And so it kind of worked for their interests of wanting to have a hand in it and be more involved and then defining the guys who had the missing pieces of operations and music business experience. And then at the same time, once we put our book, um, we were joking, it's becoming a mythical object, this book that we wrote that was basically our vision of how the tower should run and the kind of things that should happen and you know, and even more into that, into the kind of experience that people should have when they come, mm-hmm. that we finally put that in front of them and they were just like, you guys like just stole this right out of our brains. Like, oh, cool. Like, that is cool. And one of the things that was um, key to them was the hospitality aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you look at photos of the Tower Theater in the history, there are, you can tell people dressed up and they came out and it was, it was, you know, the term in the day was grand movie houses. Like those were, these were the experiences for people back in the day. Yeah. And that is definitely something that is the target going forward. Like this needs to be a place needs to have great live music. I mean, everybody wants that, but a lot of people, if you just watch the internet, um, when these articles or anything comes out about the tower theater, it's always this like, back and forth. It should be a live music venue. No, it should be a movie house. No, they should do special events. It's just this, and everybody wants something a little different. And so that's another one of our sort of key things is like servicing this area. What 23rd street is becoming, what Oklahoma city is becoming like, it needs a venue. Like it needs that more so than we even have. I mean, we've had some great venues open and some great venues opening like the Jones assembly. Mm -hmm. Um, But even they are doing, they have their own little interesting concept and it's really cool, but it's still not the same thing that the tower can provide. So that's kind of where we're hoping to take it is. So kind of expand on what, what is your vision? What is your book? What are you wanting to do? And what are the pivot project wanting, wanting you to do? We want people in the building like all the time. Sure. Yeah. So two, three concerts a week would be a, an amazing thing to get to. We're probably not going to get to that. I mean, maybe we might get there in the first year. We kind of, even now as we continue into the process and we start reaching out to agents and we start reaching out to just bands and everybody else, 
the interest is already coming back way faster than we expected. We kind of expected to have to like break down doors just to get people to talk to us. And already like we're realizing that from an industry standpoint, there are tons of bands and they're all always touring and they all want to play shows. So the minute you come to the table and say, we've got a venue and they can look at it even in the beginning stages and go, that's a really great room. Let's put bands in there. Mm -hmm. Like, we may not get the bands that we all want right out of the gate. We may not, not to say settle, but you know, we may want to get a really killer, you know, we may love to have something like, I don't even want to say something that because of all the bands I would love to have in here are already too big. Um, but the ones that are coming to my head anyways, but we'll get some up and comers. We'll like get, Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Yeah. Katy Perry. <laughs> book, book the if you want to, if you want to come Katie, you can reach out to us. Um, Email. We'd love to have you. Don't, I just wanted know. to come in and play firework and leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all we need to hear. So we want live music as much as possible, but um, it might take some time to get there. And so in the meantime, we're looking heavily at film. Yeah. Um, we have a great local film industry that's up and coming just like the music industry is Um, absolutely and the fact that it was a movie theater for almost 80 years like it would it would just be dishonorable for us (laughs) to not like not incorporate that into the vision going forward plus it's another way to fill the days and put people in the building Mm -hmm. beyond that i mean we're already talking to some private events um we want to be a concert venue and a movie house first and let the private events that make sense come in here. We don't want to wind up being an event center that sometimes yeah. does concerts. Right. I feel like the, the film piece is something that is kind of missing as far as a, a venue in Oklahoma city. They've got the Paramount um, that kind of does it once in a while and the museum, you know, does a really good job with their film program as well. But uh, when I was living in Denver, there were a couple theaters kind of along the same lines as this, that you could go and watch independent films or, documentaries or local films there's that kind of the direction you're wanting to go with it yeah i mean out of the gate there's a again like i say every time we start the work on this and we start knocking down doors of like okay we need to get bands let's talk to an agent we need to get movies so i started reaching out to the licensing people that handle movies Mm -hmm. and you know if you want to go into the first run stuff you're talking to studios and there are these whole big things so it's easier to enter it in the independent world not to mention with things like dead center here like Mm -hmm. We can, I mean, and I have already done this. We can pretty much call them up and say, hey, if we had a screen and the capability, can we get your support in programming independent film? Do you have a projector? Uh, We will. Are you going to get a film projector? So that's a fun um, thing about the theater is one of the things that survived the years, and I think these are probably from the 60s or 70s, is there are actually two film projectors still in the projection booth. Are they operational? Uh, they are in ridiculously good shape. Wow. Um, the infrastructure for them, the power and the exhaust and all that stuff is completely just dead. Like it, yeah. it has, the infrastructure has to be put back in place, sure. but the projectors themselves are still sitting there That's and they're, they are, uh, these, they're Phillips Norelco projectors okay. and they're capable of 35 and 70 millimeter film. You can actually nice. switch them. Um, and I did some, the first time I actually ever toured the theater and I saw those, I just like freaked out. Yeah. Like, I'm a, I love movies probably maybe even a little bit more than I'd love music, but, um, and I'm a 
nerd and a techno geek. So when I saw these gadgets, I was just like, were you oh ever God. a projectionist? No, not I, at all. I was a projectionist for five years in oh, right on. the mid high school back. through like first part of college. So like, yeah, I've geeked out over projectors before. I'd love to see those. So I took all these pictures of them and started searching online and I found out that they're really awesome projectors. Like I think if I remember this right, um, they are the only film projectors that ever won a technical Emmy really when they came out because they were so revolutionary that yeah. they could like, I guess because they could switch between 35 and 70 and or whatever. And I found this forum, this it's more of a webpage actually out of the UK of this guy that was just his whole mission in life was to track these projectors around really? the world. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy because he had tower theater, Oklahoma city listed as last report, Two of these were there. We don't Did know anything you email about him and be like, I absolutely emailed him. And <laughs> wow. I was like, I emailed him and attached all the pictures yeah. I took. And he was immediately just like, Oh my God, like this is awesome. And he yeah. updated his website and all this stuff. So they're really cool and they absolutely can be restored. And um, I've even found some like forums where people talk about, you can retrofit them because analog film exists still. But nowadays, you know, we've moved digital everything sure. so the audio on an analog film is still encoded digitally mm, okay. so there's like a retrofit you can do cool. where it'll send the digital information out of the analog projector and then it can be decoded through your surround so cool have you ever built up movies before like built, like film movies yeah no whenever you start doing that let me know man I yeah have to do that <laughs> no i will i mean we, we, we were talking about that sort of fast forwarding of uh, months or years and going, well, crap, we're going to need to find a projectionist. It's like, amazing how big a movie like that is physically. Yeah. yeah. Because they'll come in like these cans and they'll be, you know, back in the early day, I don't know if these are those type of projections or not, you would have to like switch the reels. But mm-hmm. the ones that I always use, you attached all six or eight of the reels together that it sits out on a big flat plate. Oh, like yeah. This. Mm-hmm. So um, there, it's a lot more involved and it's a lot heavier and it takes up a lot more space and time than you think it's going to. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's why there are two of them yep. up there. Probably. <laughs> is that you have, you know, the you first half of the movie. And switch it to the other one. Yeah. yeah. That would, and I've never operated like that. Are there big plates? Uh, it, I don't recall big plates, but they have, you can see the big reel. Yeah mounts on top yeah. of them well that's cool and i'm gonna super could talk about that for a long time but i'm really excited about that that's gonna be amazing well and i thought it was really um interesting steven because when you and i were talking a few weeks ago you you were paying attention to the buzz and the feedback on social media about tower closing and what people would like to see and so I thought that it was, it was really cool of you because um, you have really taken into account like what this district and what 23rd and what people yeah. are really needing and wanting. And you guys kind of work that into your proposal, it sounds. Yeah, I mean, I have a close friend of mine that kind of was advising me way early on when I started to get into like trying to have my own business. And the thing he would always say was, you know, identify a need mm-hmm. and then figure out how you can fill that need. And then you'll have a successful business sure. because people need it and they'll come to you for it. Mm -hmm. And so it would just be a bad business, I think, to make the assumption that I know what everybody wants. But at the same time, one of the things I like doing with anything that I do, I mean, this studio is an example of it. I mean, when I first came to the Pivot Project, guys, I was like, I want to build a podcast studio. Their reaction was like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life, but we love it because it's crazy. That reaction is when you know you're onto something. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. And you know, I, I have these posters in my office and one of them is a famous Henry Ford quote. And he's like, if I'd asked people what they wanted, they would have told me faster horses. Yeah. Because I mean, so to a certain extent you do need to listen, you know, and you can 
if we take that example and kind of extrapolate, people wanted to go faster, mm -hmm. but the only way they thought to get there was to make the horse faster. They didn't think about let's create a new vehicle yeah. that would take us faster. Yeah. Um, so not to say that, but I'm looking forward to injecting some, you know, for example, with the film thing, we won't start with the analog because we have a lot of work to sure. restore those and then find projectionists and learn that that's a whole new thing. Like I said, I have no experience with, so yeah. I'm excited to learn that. Like when we do that, I would bet that I'll be the projectionist for sure. the handful of those times. But so, I mean, we're starting with digital and we've got a couple of companies right now that we're talking to doing some quoting about outfitting it with, you know, modern digital projection, THX certified, you know, we want to sure. be legitimate like that. And, and we'll probably even just focus on the balcony, um, at first and, yeah. and just do film up there just because it feels hard to me to sell 600 plus tickets to a movie, Yeah, <laughs> but the 260 plus seats we have in the balcony, that's a much more reasonable thing. And it's really easy for us. We can just boom, show them in the balcony and, you know, yeah. a couple nights a week easily do that. Oh, yeah, I know great. a guy who installs audio video stuff professionally. I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. A lot of them have been emailing me and messaging me lately. Yeah. Yes, um, Dustin is quite the expert. I know that we have between you guys being audio video nerds and then we have the projectionist over here. Yeah. Like, And I say nerds it's in like the most loving way nerd. towards both of you guys. But I could sit yeah. here and probably listen do a whole conversation that sure. would last about three hours that <laughs> would go on about audio video and mm -hmm. projections. but and i'll segue into what you probably want to talk about next and what i'd like to talk about is what we're doing with the studio series yep mm -hmm. i do and the the best way to do that is to explain wh why we're doing the studio series which comes down to all these things i'm mentioning the theater still needs work like it was a movie theater it was not designed for live music it does not have certain facilities, doesn't have backstage, doesn't have green room. The floor is still the original theater slope. That's not conducive to a variety of events that we yeah. want to accomplish. So we have a lot of work to do there. And it's, it's been a point that's been confusing to people in the public. This is another thing I've, as I've watched, I've seen it. Is it like, well, I thought the theater was done being renovated like a year ago. The theater, the building was done being rehabbed a year ago mm -hmm. when the sign lighting happened um, in January of 2016. Um, but the individual spaces inside the building were not. I mean, if you had seen like the bunker club, even eight, nine months ago mm. when they started, the building proper was renovated and stabilized and had all the infrastructure necessary. But then the tenants had to come in. I had to come in and build this studio. This room didn't exist. Right. It was just a giant open spaces of, you know, so many square feet that then I cut into offices and did the outfitting. And, you know, it's even taken me almost a year to get it refined to this point. Um, like put the big snake up in the rafters. Yeah. Took a good, that took at least, was, yeah. I mean, yeah. depends on how many you know, permits you had to pull for that. Yeah. You'd be <laughs> That's right. I mean, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. Let's just not talk about it. You um, might catch on fire. <laughs> um, yeah. That makes sense though. I mean, so there's still a lot of work to be done in the theater. And so we knew the, I mean, even watching that article when news. Okay. Announced that pivot had separated, um, and watching the reaction of, oh, I thought it was done. Oh, yeah, they're, they're just leaving it open. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> look, it's the revolving yeah. door of the tower again. Like it's like, well, wait a minute. Like, here's the the story: is we there's there's work to be done, especially right. to, for our version of the tower. Mm -hmm. um, so we knew we were going to have to go dark 
for a couple months and we knew that that was not going to be an easy thing for people to swallow. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean we're not doing work. I mean, literally Chad and I are like just constantly grinding on this from everything from liquor licenses to talking to agents to thinking about what shirts or jackets our staff is going to wear to, I mean, just like all these weird little things you have to think about. And so while we ramp into that and while we do some construction and while we talk to contractors and we get gear and we get everything outfitted, we thought, well, what better way than to have some activity in the building than to do a small concert series. And it works for us in a variety of ways because now we're, it's an easier sell to pick up a Robert Ellis or a David Ramirez on their way through offer them some decent money to come play a small show. That's super easy for them. Mm-hmm. That's an easy yes. And then we get them in the building. Yeah. And so now, you know, we've already had a couple people get confused about how David Ramirez sold out so fast. And it's like, well, there was only 50 tickets. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause everybody kind of, some people had that thought of, Oh, he's going to be in the theater. There should be a thousand tickets. It's like, well, yes, but we'll bring him in here. We'll show him our hospitality. We'll show him Oklahoma city, mm-hmm. 23rd street. We'll have a great show, walk him around the building and be like, Hey man, when you're coming back through, we'll be ready for you. And to clarify, cause there's the tower theater, which everybody mm-hmm. knows as the bigger venue. And then this is the tower studio. Right. So that's, yeah, just, It'll be a, we're, we're working a little bit towards referring to this now as the tower theater studio. Okay. 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 Because we, we want it, everybody understand that as part of this too, like this is becoming a part, like even when we're not doing shows in here and we're having shows in the main room, this could be a potentially very valuable room for us Absolutely, um, for VIP meet and greets. Or if it's a really big band and the green room just doesn't accommodate 18 people or whatever with support. Yeah. Like this is an overflow space for that. Um, and we already acted that way with the JB show. Mm-hmm. Um, I was out of town for the horse thief show or I would have absolutely invited them in here at that time too. But I don't trust those guys to be alone in my yeah. space. In this room. Yeah. yeah. He tells There's a lot of vinyl over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There's some uh, breakable things like yeah. the snake. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really excited about the series because that was always a vision I had for this room anyways. I mean, I talked about that. And, and even with what you guys have been doing in here, like watching these musicians come through and perform on your show, like it's been like, for me, it's been little test runs of having bands in here. Um, and so now we're tweaking it a little bit to make it a little more accommodating. Mm. Um but I'm really fire. excited yeah. about the. Yeah. Well, Grana sounds like Liz looking forward to supporting. Yeah, whenever you have people come through, if they want to be on a podcast. <laughs> I know, right? I know. We, I always try to do that to Steven. I'm like, yeah. what can we do? We want to do this right. like, with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and I think that's another thing I, I thought about too. Like, you know, we've been, um, like I said, we were on the Oklahoma Rock show today and we're t- talking to Ryan about some possibilities. And we've been talking um, some preliminary texts back and forth with the spy guys and Mm -hmm. like i think that's something that we could offer here it's pretty valuable for everybody is if an artist comes through like let this room act as the sort of media room for the day yeah Yeah, absolutely instead of trying to ship these artists around the city to hit a radio station over over here go over there like why don't we just let them chill here Mm -hmm. and you guys can come to up you know come to them yeah yeah i mean You've got a great room for it. It's protected. It's isolated. They, you know, the artist, it's one door down from the green room. So yeah. it's not like we're super comfortable for them. And if any, anyone at any point feels, oh, this is too much, they can just go back to do their yeah. thing. Like, mm-hmm. um, 
and it's again that kind of hospitality sense of it. So, awesome. well, tell us who you have coming up. I've seen the schedule, but um, and I know you put it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have we're starting off with Robert Ellis, who um, I think Chad just identified him. I don't know how, but um, he identified him, and then strangely enough, like the next day after we decided to contact him. Uh, this Rolling Stone article came out that Travis Linville was featured in. Oh, nice. <clears throat> and that's why I was I ticked on it because I know Travis and mm-hmm. I was reading the thing. And it was really cool. And then at the bottom of it, under each of the artists they were featuring it, they were like similar to or like, and Robert Ellis was listed as one of Travis's like connections. And I was like, oh, great. We're, we're on the pulse already. Like we got it. And then I listened to his album and oh my God, his album is so good. Like I really got so excited about him coming. Like I was kind of, he was our first, I think it was our first confirmation too. Um, so it was, it was a good feeling for us to like find something that we didn't immediately know about, but once we listened to it, we really liked it. And then to find out he had a connection to somebody like Travis and then to confirm him, like it was a really good win for us right out of the gate, mm-hmm. which then led us. Um, I mentioned just in passing, I was talking about it and mentioned to Chad, like, oh, look, they mentioned Robert Ellis in this article about Travis. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I worked with Travis. He was like, wait, you know Travis? And I was like, well, yeah. He's like, uh, we're booking artists. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. And so yeah. I just texted him and he was like, yeah, let's do it, like right out of the gate. And mm-hmm. So he's coming up later, but then after uh, Robert, Robert Ellis, we've got Matthew Logan Vasquez from Delta Spirit, who was one of the, I think, the second one to sell out, um, followed by Propaganda, who's a hip-hop artist that um, JB helped us get in contact with. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd never heard of him, but immediately went, all of these people that I'd never heard of, I immediately hop on my Apple Music and start listening. Um, was really impressed by that. And that was something else that we wanted was this is kind of an example of the way we want to approach the theater is that we're not going to try to pigeonhole into something. We, we want to be whatever. Like if it's interesting, if somebody likes it in the city, whether that's 18 to 21 year olds or 50 to 70 year olds or 35 to 45 year olds or whatever, yeah. um, we we're, we're interested in it. Um, so we've got propaganda. He's super awesome. Um, and then I believe after him, we have this girl called Trisha's mm-hmm. and Trisha's is not well known. Um, and we found her because shortly after this whole thing started, it was right near the end of South by Chad and I just decided to book it down to Austin and catch a couple days of South by. <clears throat> and we ended up going to a show, a showcase that again, JB was playing at. And I think two sets before him, Trisha's came on mm-hmm. and we were just like, we don't know who she is. And we're watching and she's this solo pop singer looper station kind of thing. And we were just like, this is awesome. Didn't think much about it until again, we were booking the series and we're like, okay, we've got a couple more dates left. What else could we do? That'd be interesting. And it was just like, well, wait a minute. We saw this girl in Austin and she was completely unique and awesome. And nobody knows. Let's throw some of that in there and see if, see what happens. Um, I think she's from Belgium and I think she's of Indian descent. So she has, I mean, she's a very unique yeah, very unique thing. I'm really excited about getting her here. Um, mm-hmm. Then we've got, oh, this is like a test. Uh, Bo Jennings. Yes, we love Bo. Nice. He's headlining Westfest. Yeah, and then yeah. that came out, and mm-hmm. that was like, oh, look at that. Once again, we've, we're re- reinforcing David our Ramirez taste. was last year on Westfest. Yes, West, he was. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, 
And obviously I mentioned Travis, mm-hmm. uh, Bo. Oh, Mers. Mm-hmm. Yep. So nice. Mers, uh, another great, uh, assist by JB on that one. Um, I hadn't really ever listened to him, but everybody, you know, when JB mentioned it, everybody else in the room was like, Oh my gosh, are you serious? We could get Mers. And I was like, Oh, okay. Apparently you guys Apparently know cool. that this is yeah, it's cool. <laughs> and so I've been listening to his latest album and it's, also fantastic. So I'm really excited for that. And then David Ramirez, have I forgotten anybody? I think that was everybody. Um, so we kind of, we felt like we did a pretty good job of like getting some solid names that we know people around here really are into getting a few things that maybe no one's ever heard of. Um, and kind of giving a pretty good spectrum of what's happening. I think that I'm excited. I'm really in love about this. Um, Where can people find uh, the lineup and tickets and all that good stuff? TowerTheaterOKC.com. Okay. And theater is spelled T-H-E-A-T-R-E. And is all the social media the same? Did you guys kind of... Everything is the same. Okay. Tower Theater OKC. um, The wonderful folks behind the Tower Theater social media for the last three years um, are staying on board. Nice. They like to live a little bit in anonymity, so I'll refrain from shouting them out too much, although they deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're actually going to stay in-house and work with us as our marketing PR and social media front end. So well, you guys are cool. doing a great job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just give the him bar? a whisper. The bar. Is there going to be a bar for this? Like the series, the former savings and loan bar, that's or the savings to- and loan bar itself. Will it be? A Let's just talk about bars series. in general. Let's do it. Are they, well, there's um, club. savings club. and loan, from my understanding, will be open very, very soon. And that's a. I feel like that's what everybody says about their bars and things when they sure. open. They're, it's not our bar, but Chad and mine, um, and it's currently undergoing some modifications that are actually really cool. Like, okay. I think they're going into there and kind of tweaking all of the things everybody kind of said, yeah. Oh, wouldn't it be cool if they had some more seating or some more things like this? Yeah. And so they've been doing some, it's not just like turning over management or anything like that. Um, in fact, they retain a lot of the staff. Alex, uh, nice. always miss up his last name. We love Lorea. Alex. Yeah. Lorea. We've got to have him back. On. He's absolutely still in charge. Fact, I just ran into him in the hall right before coming so back cool. over here. Oh, good. So they're keeping, that in place and they're keeping the general idea of the bar in place. They're just kind of refining it. Um, and all right. I was like walking through there the other day and it was just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This already just makes a little more sense the way it flows. And the upstairs is still, it's still a weird beast in the bar mm-hmm. world. Cause it's such a big room that yeah. like it only makes sense to staff it at certain levels. So they're, they're working on some ideas of how to better utilize that space and make it more available. But I think everybody will be very happy with the changes nice. that they are making. We're excited. Wonderful. And it should be open soon. Um, but then to answer the other part of that question is uh, the tower will actually operate its own bar. Like there is a bar built out in the theater. Mm-hmm. We're actually working on a couple ideas for some satellite bars within the space. Um, and then this wonderful little contraption that has evolved there over here in the studio we is do. actually going to become a real bar oh, and nice. we'll actually be able to operate it for the shows that we have here. Cool. It looks nice and swanky over there. It's it like does. It kind of all, like all bar. those pieces came from uh, different yeah. places at different times, but they kind of all worked together. I went to day. hunch over that bar earlier and it rolled out from under me. So <laughs> I put the brakes on it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes those put wheel the locks on pop the bar. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, we are so, me and Steven. Super excited. I'm so excited. It's so nice to hear all of the plans and so proud of you. We just. Yeah. And like I've said been before, doing a lot of work. several times, if there's anything we can do to help yeah. out. Well, I mean, I think that's what's brought this here is a lot of collaboration. And like I said, even with the Pivot guys, when the conversation started, it was just, you know, hey, you, I'm here. Mm -hmm. Talk to me if you have a question or you get a, somebody comes and says something to you about it and you want to bounce it off of somebody or whatever. And it just evolved into, well, you just keep answering all the questions we have and telling yeah. us all the great ideas. Yeah. Just do it. Go ahead and Let's do just it. do it. It's awesome. Well, we're excited to keep talking about Tower and everything that's coming up and mm -hmm. plugging the shows and all that good stuff. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Well, cool. Are we going to talk to the band? Let's talk to the band. Let's talk to the I'm band. I'm excited. Stephen and I, I are going to host people. Yeah. for the next little bit. We actually do have a band in the studio with us today. Uh, they're my fifths. favorite people, the, by the way. Not all of the band is here. In, not all the in band. All fairness. Yep. Okay. That figures. We yeah. do. We have a couple more members that couldn't join us. Rarely do we have all the members of the band in the studio at once. It's hard enough to get us together for practice every Sunday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Much yep. less than impromptu podcast. Yes. Podcast concert series. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Will away in the studio. We are. Hello. Hello. I'm Melanie. I'm Jennifer. I'm Dustin. And they're together. They're Will away. <laughs> yeah, and we are. So... I know you guys have a album coming out. We do. We have an EP coming out. Would you like to tell us a little bit about the album? We would. It has you songs always look at her. Oh, yeah? yeah. <laughs> oh, good. I do like albums. I like with albums. Songs. Yeah. <laughs> I do too. Um, yeah, I will talk about uh, it's a five song EP, so okay. it's a shorter EP. Um, my sister and I, um, Melanie, who's here. Um, Melanie has the most fantastic myself. Instagram account well, ever. Thank she you. does. <laughs> Glamorous. No. High flying. <laughs> I'm her Instagram, Instagram manager. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> you do a great job. So it's usually my idea. The pictures right. are fantastic. Right. They are. Yes, Melanie has many talents, and one of them is managing her own Instagram page, <laughs> even though you. Dustin probably assists. No, I sure. have the worst Instagram <laughs> page in the world. No, so it's good too. I mean, it's yeah. not quite as exotic locales, but you know, it's cool. Mel has a great eye for sure, especially mm -hmm. on photos. Um, but she and I are very much uh, songwriting oriented. Okay. Tell us about the songs. Yeah. So um, I would say like we're big lyric people. We love uh, writing and uh, we like having um, a voice on, on certain things and certain ideas. And so I'd say with these five songs, I was really reflecting on it when we were coming onto the podcast and you know, we actually don't have any real, we don't have any love songs like on our EP. I don't think we'll have any love songs on the next EP. You guys are such hateful people. I know we are. Um, but what we really talk about, I think there's a common theme of like, it talks about, uh, we definitely talk about from women's point of view. Um, okay. Because we are, Dustin comes I thought in. of that the yeah. other day too. Dustin yeah, doesn't uh, care about, Dustin's not as big as, he, he's like, I don't, I don't really, I'm not the a lyric, lyric guy. Yeah. They're like, remember at this part where the words say this? I'm like, no. Nope. Uh, no, it's <laughs> the chord. Just hum it for me. I'll understand it if you hum it to yeah. me. He brings the beautiful music into yes. the lyrics. But um, so we write from obviously women, like a, a woman's point of view, I think. And I, I was thinking about the songs on the EP and um, how all of them kind of are about being in a place of struggle and uh, maybe even being in a confined place and how to get out of those places and move out of those places. And we actually have a plan to release a second EP later down EP later on down the road that kind of continues that theme of how to um, move ahead in a time of trial and struggle and um, 
and some songs even feeling trapped and mm-hmm. uh, moving out of that. So um, I, Melanie wrote three of the songs on the album and I wrote two lyric wise because um, I always send my lyrics over to her and then she starts a melody. You and collaborate well. Yeah. Um, but you wrote, so you wrote Weary, Circus, mm-hmm. and uh, Find Someone. Find Someone, yeah. And do you want to talk about those of why you wrote them? Oh, gosh. Um... I feel like Find Someone was kind of, it was still kind of a collaboration because that one, it was kind of, again, from a woman's point of view and kind of being trapped somewhere. Um, that was a cool one that came out of. I feel like the more, what, you want to say I feel something? Like, I feel like <laughs> a lot of the songs that you guys write, like the words are mostly collaborations. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't feel like either one of you, like, have written a full song. There's always like, well, Jen's like comes in, well, I think it's not right. cool if we did this, but we need to add these words. Like it's actually pretty amazing how they do it and how quick they can sure. do it. They're probably the most efficient lyrics, lyricists That's I've awesome. ever met. Thank yeah. you. So. Well, and I feel like now that we've kind of found our sound with our band, like our full band. The boys. We, with the boys. Yeah, with the boys. We write much more collaboratively. Like with Blue String, you know, Jen had the words, I did the melody, the guys had the guitar parts, and really everything came together so easy. Yeah. Um, Circus, I think I did write that one, and I kind of brought it to the table. That was one that I wrote a couple years ago, and I never really liked it. And everybody was like, oh, I I like it. Maybe we could do something with it. And we kind of put it on the shelf and then, you know, played it and kind of reworked it and it ended up being on the album, which I'm excited about how it turned out to be. It did. And Circus is one of those songs that, you know, you have like your little heartbreak song on every, you know, you have a heartbreak song, but it's like, you know what? Break my heart once. Maybe I'll come back. Break my heart twice. (laughs) Eh, eh, I'm out. I'm not coming back to this. You know, George W like fool me once. That's right. Yes. Uh I thought of you when I said that. Fool me once can't fool me again. (laughs) That's right. That whole type of thing. Yeah. So there's like an empowerment factor in that song that she wrote about. And you know, the, this title circus she puts in this whole like circus theme to this this love you know this um this relationship um status so i think it's a really cool spin on a a, a broken heart and it's like no i'm not i'm not coming back to this shit show of a so true (laughs) exactly it is Um, so and find somebody i do kind of tell a little back find someone find Find someone someone. sorry i should know the titles it's actually the the cult we call it the cult song because melanie was inspired engineer thought we were talking about a small pony because I don't really understand what this song has to do with a small pony uh-huh. <laughs> I don't get it we're like no it's C-U-L-T cultish like, yeah. well it kind of came off because I had written the um, like I said the chorus or just I don't even we didn't it ended up being the chorus and I kind of showed it to the crew and I was like and Jen was like oh it, it kind of reminds me what was the show you were watching oh The Path the at path. the time yeah. we were watching and you're like path. it's kind of like a lot of the, I use a lot of minors, and I, I kind of go You're towards so the dark. dark. I yeah. kind of do go towards it. it. With your Dustin's like, hair. quit with the A minor. <laughs> like, your sorry. white shirt. She's so yeah. bright, but she writes so dark. So dark. And, I get mad at her for it, and then the next song I write, it's like, hey, look at A minor. Exactly. Uh, so I kind of brought it to them, and we kind of wrote around it, and then I was kind of inspired by a hearsay, you know, just somebody being a girl being taken to a cult, basically just kind of maneuvered into in the area. I mean, in the area, we're not going to name really? cult no, names, but no. there is, in this town? there is, have they been on Wafty? Cult. No, we have not had any cults. No, I we need to get some cults onto Wafty. No, but cult, they and I also want to get some flat earthers on there. Cause yeah. apparently those are 
popping up everywhere. That's and I just, weird. I cannot rationalize that at all. I mean, we're not going to, like, no cult says they're a cult, right? right. So we're going to do it. was like, just a. Uh, it's the one true church. That's what right. It is. Right. <laughs> so this girl got swept away. So she was in an environment. She was, yeah, she was just kind of taken away and her parents didn't really know where she was. And then they kind of found out where she was. And, you know, it's just all, it's very it's all based on a, based on something that actually happened. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of a, a friend of a, like, I kind of heard the story and I was like, oh my gosh, this really happens where we live. And huh. you know, so that was kind of an interesting, so then we kind of wrote about that and, and I then, love that song. And then we had the dragonfly home on, uh, you know, several they're, episodes they're again. Cult. They're not a cult. <laughs> let, let me tell, <laughs> let me say, say I love really the dragonfly home. I, but you know, the idea of like, the, um, cause they support people who have been, um, in human trafficking yep. situations. Sex trafficking. Yeah. And so after Mel kind of wrote the lyrics to the song, I was thinking, man, like this is even, this could go yeah. into that of like how, um, people feel in these situations. It's like the songs about, uh, you know, feeling like you're safe and somebody's like loves you and is like taking you under their wing, but like ultimately it's, it's really a dangerous situation. situation yeah. Right. So I really like that. It could song. expand on. Yeah. It could go any different ways, whichever you really interpret it when you listen to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the title of our track is cold Amber, um, which I, uh, kind of came up with the lyrics for that song over the election weekend. Mm. Mm. You had a dream. Yeah, I did. I, well, I did have a dream that what? was, I was like, I'm writing a song about Cold Amber, like that, it was like, I woke up, I'm like, Cold Amber's the name, oh you God. know? But uh, obviously that election weekend, which we interviewed. So rough. Yeah, we, we had the girls from Yoga Box on that night. Uh-huh, and Jose Hernandez. Jose Hernandez, yeah. But yeah. I, man, I don't know what it was, but I revisited a lot of anxiety that weekend. Like I haven't had yeah. anxiety like that in probably like six years. It wasn't quite, still is an anxious yeah. time. It was. And I had gone to get my hair cut from um, my girl Bethany at a Revel 8. Whoop, whoop. Bethany, love you. Uh, Bethany's super into like, Aliens and UFOs, oh, yeah. nice. and she was like, "You got to listen to the um, uh, the former prime minister of Canada, and he like talks oh, about." Oh, I've seen that video. It's really interesting. <laughs> so he goes this. into even like conspiracy theories, which I like to say there's conspiracy facts. Okay, um, there? out there, yes, there the truth is. is out there. The truth is out there. You just got to dig. It um, is. Started. He talks about the Federal Reserve, and I like. That weekend, I got in this like rabbit hole of like, I seriously was like flipping out. And I have, again, it's been like a while, maybe in college. Did you end up like watching a, Zeitgeist? Oh, I've seen it. Totally <laughs> seen it. I probably like rewatched it that weekend. And I like, so I wrote this song about, I mean, literally being in a place of anxiety, which I think like everybody, most people in their life have an anxiety attack like once in their life. Like, even if you don't know what it is, it's like your chest starts getting some really people tight. Have that like every day, Man, right? I'm, I'm, and some people have it every like day, three or four times a week, right? Now. Right. <laughs> Stephen's like in a high anxiety <laughs> state. <laughs> so yeah, and so I think like most people can identify with how that feels of like when you're feeling super anxious and your storylines start going and the, you know the thought trains keep going and so for some reason that's that's where our uh, cold amber comes from and um, what you use to remedy those anxieties. Which Bourbon. Or cold amber. Yeah, we too. write a lot about whiskey. What did you say? <laughs> yeah, we do. Bourbon. Bur- bourbon. Bourbon. Okay. That's what eliminates anxiety. I thought you said burn them. I was like, well, that too. Burn, that's burn your anxiety. That's most like, of yep. that's how cults I do it. come into play. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's how cults come. So they all intertwine. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, the whole story. But yeah, so I like to, I like to, we like to write songs that hopefully people can identify with and like, or even gives people a voice that might not have a voice. Um, and writes from different perspectives. And this isn't out yet, right? It's no. coming out the, you guys are having a release show. Next May, the 21st. April 21st. 
Yes, at VZDs, which Chef Eric has been very kind to host us. Um, he's going to do a, some sort of beverage special. It's going to be a shot of whiskey. A sh- I hope yeah. so. With an ice cube in it to oh, yeah. get it cold. That's yeah. right. We're excited. <laughs> um, we It's going to be open to the public. We basically wanted everybody to be able to show up. It's all ages. So if people need to bring their kids or whatever, um, because, you know, we have a four-year-old. She will not be in attendance. But uh, if people... I think we're going to bring Alice. You should. I think we're going to. Because that's when you can... Bring in the coconuts, man. There you go. That's mm-hmm. when you can have a baby in a bar. At yeah, right. There you go. And uh, we really wanted people to be able to just come and walk in. And it's going to be a little bit of a fundraiser for us because we're going to Roswell uh, the weekend after to play the Roswell Film Festival. That's where the aliens tie in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so stoked. We'll be there. Like, that's one reason why we're going. Roswell, actually, yeah. We are really excited. And my brother has this motorhome, and it's like this badass motorhome. And he's, like, driving us all out there and <laughs> driving awesome. us back. Like, this is, like, his. He's You know so it's going to stop running in the middle of the desert like right, right outside. Uh, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that cause <laughs> because we I've, know. I've been. <laughs> We've uh, been sure I've been with the band. Mm-hmm. Um, that we were driving down Interstate 40, approaching <laughs> the desert uh-huh. in a 40 foot piece of shit bus. Yes, and the wheel locked up on us at 70 miles an hour, and oh, just no. we just skid down the highway. No, this is the engine's going to stop. Oh, good. Yeah, no, this yeah, is yeah, it's going to power yeah, down. The lights the are going to dim. are going to flicker a little bit. I think they Make have a UFO shaped McDonald's. And, uh, oh, yeah. I'm so stoked. Don't listen we'll to your iPods. Only listen to AM radio yeah. stations while you're driving. It has to be really static Pretty soon Mulder will show up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You guys are amping me up for this. Like, this is, we are. We're and then like, all of a sudden, it'll be four hours later. Yeah. You want to know what show? happened to that day? Yeah. <laughs> No, you have you have played the show. It'll just be four hours yeah. later, and you won't remember. Yeah. I am stoked about what's going to happen to you guys. Yeah. I'm I've, I've actually been there, this. went through the museum, and everything. Yeah. Or it could be like from Dust Till Dawn, where oh, don't even show a zombie bar. <laughs> right? Don't even say that. <laughs> any spoilers. Cheech like, Marin could be standing out front <laughs> screaming at you. If you haven't seen that movie, please stop listening. But I was, I had never seen it, and all of a sudden, nobody warned me about like what it's about, and oh, we were yeah. just like, what the. What just happened? Yeah. Like Zombie vampire or bar or something like that? Yeah. yeah. That might be what happens to us in Roswell. God, that'd be exciting. <laughs> so, yeah. Good story for the podcast. It is. Yeah. It is. We Assuming are... you make it out alive. Wow. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we might not come back, but we have to come back because we're playing Norman Music Fest That's right. the yeah. following Saturday um, on the 29th. So you guys yeah, are play Roswell Friday night, Norman Music Festival Saturday, Saturday. afternoon. That's a really yes. good plan. Oh. Guys. It's a good it's job. Like a real, it's a good plan. It's like a real tour. Way to think it through. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, my brother's going to be like, he's Next time you're booking shows, just have a map open. <laughs> just, oh, wait, that's like, it's more for the experience. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's is. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've done it before. So, I mean, yeah. it's possible to do. We Sweet. have. So our first year of marriage, Dustin was in a band called the ugly suit that he and Kyle were in yeah. our drummer. And we went on the road with the ugly suit for about a year and uh, had all sorts of adventures um, and did have, we, our bus was so shitty and broke down every single damn tour. And mm. I'm like throwing out profanities on that because it really did like, yeah. and we were stranded and, um, it was fun. Were there any alien abductions? Unfortunately, <laughs> there may be. They don't remember. I yeah. don't know. I mean, like, it's kind of hard to say if you've been abducted or not. Or you've been on tour with a rock band with a bunch of hippies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's same. right. I'm like, essentially the same experience. There's definitely really. lost time in both <laughs> yeah. scenarios. <Yeah>. But. <laughs> That's right. Well, if anybody's looking for a tour bus, I do know a guy that's selling a very nicely refurbished school bus. Really? Yeah, like an old seventies Bluebird that nice. he's oh, he was gonna cool. he was gonna like turn it into like a mobile home type mm-hmm. thing or camper, but like 
basically got the bus stabilized and then just decided he didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> so it's in really nice shape and runs really well and it's ready to be whatever you want it to be. Hmm. So if anybody's looking, let We're me know. We're just going to let Chris drive us around. Uh, we'll let us put the kibosh on vehicles do. for a while. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was kind of thinking, but I was like, mm, that'd be hard to drive around all the time. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Like main transportation. Save on rent. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. So you guys going to play some tunes? Anything else we need to know about the big show? Oh, no. I think just uh, 8 o'clock, VZDs, um, you know, come eat dinner before. There's mm-hmm. a great menu. Um, there's a stage that has just been put in at VZDs. Remember our first episode? Yes, Eric. Eric, was. like, went off. I think he was like... You yeah. dropped some pretty serious language about the stage. <laughs> about the fact that like they took it out yeah, and got so much a, flack about no, it. I, and Carrie reminded me of this today. She said his exact words were, that goddamn stage. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that post pop up the other day, and I was like, man, I have a memory about this, yeah. and I don't right. know what it is. I was like, oh, that's So, right. yeah, then when I saw that post, I was like, oh, that goddamn stage. Yeah. yeah. There it is. It's back. It's back. There it is. Yep, it is back. Back and ready for us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so come eat dinner, and, you know, that's the idea. Come eat at 630, mm-hmm. and we're going on at 8, and we're just going to play a set, and we're going to be done. So people Sweet. can go home and go to bed early if they want, or you can go uh, catch, Down to the Paseo. That's right. That's right, and catch Original Flow mm-hmm. down at the Root. Is that right? Yeah, that's where the, the Root, yes. Yep. So we yeah we kind of have the whole night mapped out for people. Um, so. Well, that's the night because we've already got somebody yes. watching Alice the night before because we're going to see Tom Petty. I know we know how that is. It's like you gotta. So I think I she's think John Calvin plays she's Norman the, the same night as our release. Oh yes, we love John Calvin. Where is John Calvin? You know. Speak of the devil. I know we have been planning Wait, to have him on there, the show. No, and no, he's he's a hard man to catch. <laughs> <laughs> he's a hard man to catch, um, but we'll hopefully get him on. Um, yeah, we have a couple songs. Awesome. Um, one is called Weary, and the other is called Stand Still. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, if we and have time for both of them. Y- we do. We're just going to do it up. Uh, yeah, we're going to yeah, set it up. But we do yeah, have a break before we go into our songs. So um, I will talk about Stand Still real quick. Um, it, we wrote this song after my parent, our parents, because my sister and I have the same parents, uh, had a house fire. Mm-hmm. And um, my my daughter and I were actually in the house fire mm-hmm. and escaped successfully. So we were alive and well to tell about it. But um, it was one of those things that, uh, you know, is definitely like a life changer. Our, our, our parents lost their house and were kind of out of commission for a couple months. And um, but uh, we wrote about and, and at the time, um, obviously, there was a lot of news about, you know, Syrian refu- refugees, which we just talked about a couple nope. weeks ago. Um, and, you know, which don't get a lot um, of, of recognition sometimes. We don't really truly understand what's going on. Sure. But my sister and I were trying to think about how it would feel to be a refugee and have to leave your home and leave things behind and, um, you know, leave your whole life behind ultimately. Sure. And so that's why we kind of put together this song um, based off of that idea of being displaced and, um, you know, not uh, having a home. So that is one that we are we are singing. It's not on the album, but it's a single that we've already released. So and we. It's also the intro to our show. It is the intro. So to our show. So we could like have a live intro to the show. Dang, I didn't you. even think about that. There's a sound guy sitting right here. He can make it happen. I say it's, it's also the well. It was originally the outro to your show before we ended them with all. The performances. That's, oh, true. that's true. So, so yeah. Now that's that's actually kind of cool. We we'll perform the whole song this time. There so. you go. You can hear the rest. Yeah, and it's, it's like I listened to the Nerdist for years, and I was like, "What is that song?" 
Sunset true. Blues and Jet No Sunset Hues and Jetpack Blues by Anamanaguchi is the, is that song that enters and outs that that one and I never could hear the rest of it so this is going to be exciting yeah this is people exciting. can hear the whole thing all right we have Weary and Stan still come up which is awesome so good to have the band on Jim we talk about you guys all the time and we're super stoked about the performance well we're excited about uh, our shows coming up and we love uh, it's Friday. Be yeah. there. Yeah, be there. All of our listeners are going to come. Uh, we love all of our listeners. That's what it's If you see us Thank and you. you're a listener, say something. Yeah, please come up. If you Every, see something, say something. If you see, yeah, that's the rule. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while in the shop, they're like, are you the guy from Rounded Sounds? It's like, yeah, I'm the only guy in the shop. Look, you heard it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, definitely. Come to the show. Come hang out with us. Sure. And uh, you can find Grounded Sounds at Grounded Sounds on Facebook and Twitter. And Grounded Sounds OK. Actually, I, I've been saying it wrong the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Facebook, Grounded Sounds OK. Twitter, Instagram, at Grounded, Grounded Sounds. Sounds. Absolutely. And then you can find Willoway at Willoway.net and uh, at Willoway Music on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Um, it's Willoway Music as well. There you go. Well, thanks for being here, Jim. We're looking forward to the tunes. And Stephen, thanks for Steve. stepping in and guest hosting. Yeah, no problem. Awesome. And being a guest. Such a nice little little uh, get together. Little family. It's yeah, gonna it be is. awesome. Nice circle. All right. Um, up next, stand still and weary. Bye, Willow Way. We are Willow Way, and this is weary. You start the song. Thank you.
next one is called Stand Still. Again, it's a single out. You can find it on willoway.net. I'm kind of nervous about that. Charcoal walls come crashing down your 
you.